What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm your host, Brad, joined by Carrie. Hey. And this time, Sam's child, Micah. Hey. So uh, Micah's, of course, been out for the last couple weeks for baby-related issues. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he decided to just scream like a madman uh, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, and then uh, something else happened. And today I was homesick with him because he uh, he sounds like a he sounds like a three pack a day smoker every time he coughs. So <laughs> fun times. So uh, we've been talking about this at the end of the podcast for the past couple of weeks, but since it is happening this weekend, Carrie, I wanted to let you up front yeah. talk about. Uh, extra life yeah uh i'm doing it it's this saturday um so it'll be a lengthy stream benefiting the johns hopkins children's center in baltimore maryland um thank you to all of you who have donated so far um i have a couple little things to give away i haven't like formally announced them yet but if you enter to win by donating or, you know, if you give money to sick kids, you might get something in return besides the gratification of giving money to sick kids. Um, so, yeah, I'm playing Pokemon Leaf Green. Uh, once I have more of a time frame as far as when I'm going to start the stream, I'll post about it. Uh, because, again, I'm I have a wedding on Friday evening. And then I'm I'm hosting some folks who are in town for the wedding, and um, I may not be able to start. Like normally in the past, I feel like I've started at like 10 a.m. and come hang out with me all day on stream. And now I'm like, mm, this might be like a dinner time stream, and maybe I'll go all night and be miserable the next day. Who knows? But yeah, doing that. Um, I'll post the link in the Dense Pixels fan group on Facebook, uh, probably after we're done recording the show. So yeah. And uh, I know both of you guys are playing the Outer Worlds. We're going to save that till later on in the podcast. Uh, Micah, you, for some reason, bought Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Yeah, so, um, you know, my life is an open book. And uh, as such, here's some more personal information about me. My uh, my wedding anniversary was this past Friday. And... Um, and uh, my lovely wife got me uh, uh, some video game currency. Uh, now, she doesn't know much about video games. Um, to her, my Switch is a Game Boy, right? Because that is that is the brand that is associated with handheld video games. Not Nintendo, not even an Nintendo Game Boy, right? So when she uh, associates video games uh, two things that aren't the Game Boy. She thinks Xbox. So she got me some Xbox points. And uh, I don't know what to do with those things. So <laughs> so uh, I, I went and bought Call of Duty. Side note, I don't know if this happens to anybody else. And if there's a fix, I am more than willing to try something that doesn't cost me money. But I have a day one Xbox. And when I say a day one Xbox... Like a a day one original Xbox with the Connect and all that shit, right? When that sure was a choice you made. <laughs> that thing moves at a slug's pace. Mm -hmm. Like it is. It, I mean, going from uh, uh, screen to screen in the UI. I mean, it couldn't take. 
like five seconds and like five real time seconds to move from one screen to another. And that's ridiculous. Um, I always feel like that thing is going to crap out on me. Once the game is running, it's fine, but everything else is just kind of, just kind of chugging along. So if there's anything that somebody can uh, advise me to do besides buying another Xbox, cause I am not doing that. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> there's a new, there's a new console coming next year. But, <laughs> um, uh, but Call of Duty. Now look, I'm a sucker for Call of Duty, right? The uh, I like to think of myself as center left, uh, but but every once in a while I kind of look over there to the right and get all genu- jingoistic, right? And and that's what Call of Duty is for me. Right? It's the the Michael Bay of video game movies, right? Like it or video games, right? And it's it's mindless fun to me. So I I started it and it looks good even on my crappy Xbox. Uh I'm not shitting on Xbox, you Xbox people, but I I have a I have a slow moving Xbox. <laughs> it it uh it looks good. It feels like Call of Duty. I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like I played the first mission and um it was fine like it was great it was it it was call of duty and then i started the second mission in london and um you know cuz i'm like oh i want to see what this like cuz they give you like this viewer discretion advised thing when you start the campaign and i'm like wow what kind of atrocities are they going to happen no it's the same stuff that you see in all call of duties right like uh, especially nowadays like you see a lot of civilian deaths. Like there's a terrorist attack on London. Somebody is invading and there's a lot of civilian deaths. And I don't know what that says about me, but I'm kind of desensitized to it all. So I'm I mean, like, it, this it, is, it kind of reminds like it, the, the, I saw that mission, like the London mission. I've seen that mission in full basically. And yeah. it just looked like an extended scene from like Jack Ryan, basically. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, uh, you know, that doesn't really, it doesn't really affect me anymore, but uh, I will go back to it. But um, the reason I stopped, because I, I feel like it's going to be a good game. The reason I stopped is to, because I was playing a better game that we will talk about later. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, and and Carrie, of course, uh, Nats down three games to two uh, in the World Series. Yep. Going back to Houston. Yep. I'm actually rooting for you now. That this whole that Thank whole uh, that whole reporter uh, incident really put a, a sour taste in my mouth. Yeah, I mean, the Houston Astros have uh, made uh, basically their their trademark out of signing known domestic abusers for pennies on the dollar, and then getting mad when people point that out. So <laughs> they uh, have domestic abusers in baseball. Yeah. They wow. Do. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. It's an every sport thing, Mike. It's not. Uh, it's yeah. not unique to any sport. Trust me. Uh, I, th- I thought. I thought football had that on lock. Nah, hockey's got it. Oh, too. I would say football's probably like the best at it. Um, but <laughs> domestic violence. <laughs> but uh, there's there's enough there's enough shitheads in in Major League Baseball. Fortunately, it doesn't seem like any of them play for the Nationals. So, knock, knock on wood. You better watch. Knock on wood, <laughs> you, better, right? you better hope. So, but yeah. So, listen. I'm I'm pulling for the Nets. Thanks. Uh, and uh, and hopefully they I can got pull to, it out. 
I got to go to game three uh, and then game five um, last night. Um, yeah, I'm just like. Did they, you honor? Did you honor our fair leader? Oh, I booed! I booed the <laughs> shit out of him, man. Like that was that was some some hearty booze <laughs> for the moron in chief. Yeah, um, it was that that whole thing. So every at every game, and a lot of this is because of Nationals Park proximity to Navy Yard. Um, it's it's like right across the street. So you have a lot of military members right in the area, and the Nationals give a lot of tickets away to active and retired military members. And between the third and fourth innings, they always do this, like, wave your cap thing where they um, sort of bring, bring out the guys who got the free tickets that game. Everyone stands and claps for the troops. Yay, thank you for your service. So you get everyone sort of united in being like, yay, thanks guys for your service. And then they do this quick cut to the president in the suite that he was in. So you have this like united cheering straight into just like hard, hearty booze. <laughs> and they left him on screen for like six seconds and then they cut right back to the troops. Yo, so they tried. Like, yay! Fuck you! Yay! Yay! Yo, it they was... tried to they tried to quick cut. They tried to do some quick fast editing so yeah. so so he could be like they were cheering me when I was on screen. Mm-hmm. Nah, I don't. I, there's there's enough camera angles that I don't think, uh, especially no. especially close ups of him when he re, when he realized he was being booed lustily. <laughs> Yeah, by the crowd, which were hilarious. So big lusty booze. There were a couple people who managed to get in, like an enormous, like eight or ten foot impeached Trump banner, who I guess were standing room because the banner like moved locations around the ballpark throughout the night. It's like they would be told to put it away, and they'd be like, oh, "Okay, whatever." And then they just like go to the other side of the ballpark and put it back up. Um, there were guys sitting directly behind home plate, holding up. Um, it was like veterans for impeachment signs so like that was on the broadcast were these huge signs that said veterans for impeachment um yeah nats fans are good i don't know why he thought going into southwest dc was a good or smart idea like i don't know what reaction he was expecting given that like all of four percent of dc voted for him (laughs) that's a fair point yeah Yeah. he, he definitely looked like he wanted to uh he definitely wanted to disappear yeah. That moment. Good. Speaking, speaking of disappearing, new releases for this week. Luigi's Mansion Free Three ah. comes out on the uh, Nintendo Switch. Uh, you also have After Party on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Citadel Forged with Fire for PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, Disney Classic Games Aladdin and the Lion King. These are HD uh, upreses of the classic Super Nintendo and Genesis games uh, coming for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Uh, Harvest Moon Mad Dash comes to PS4 and Switch, and as Carrie is quick to point out, not real Harvest Moon, because that's now Story of Seasons, uh, yep. but, but whatever crappy Harvest Moon has turned into. Uh, this is just some bullshit Natsume developed. Yep. Uh, an HD remaster of Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz comes to PS4, <laughs> Xbox One, and Switch. Uh, Resident Evil 5 and Resident Evil 6 come to the Nintendo Switch. Uh, Vamper comes to the Nintendo Switch. And Atelier Riza Ever Darkness in the Secret Hideout comes the PS4 and Switch. It's it's vampire, but they spell it stupidly, so I'm going to pronounce it stupidly. Yeah. Yeah. So that came out for PS4 and Xbox One uh, last year. Harvest Moon Mad Dash isn't even like a diet 
story of seasons it's like a party game of some sort oh well i mean like a weird board game you could you could pick that derive that from the title i guess (laughs) well you need to make a mad dash wow (laughs) (laughs) over to youtube.com slash dense pixels and subscribe uh you get this show you get new clips every week and while you're on the internet Stop looking at porn. Do we ever? Is, there, is anyone ever not on the internet at this point? I mean, <laughs> we're 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 beholden to these machines. <laughs> Be sure to visit densepixels.com slash premium for just five dollars a month or fifty dollars a year. You get access to the premium slate of podcasts, including the airing of grievances, no time to bleed, the men with the golden tongues. And full episodes of the Look Forward Political Podcast. Uh, subscribe to all TNP Studios wherever you get your podcasts, including the flagship show, The Nerdpocalypse, Black on Black Cinema, Coming Distractions, uh, the free weekly preview episode of Look Forward, and this show run uh, uh, by Brad. Now, look, this is a little behind the scenes thing, right? Um, last time I was here, I made mention about how I'm very much on <laughs> Burgundy, right? <laughs> so, so Brad in his infinite wisdom as the, uh, uh, editor, uh, producer, and, uh, essentially director of this show has laid out everything for me in bullet point fashion, which is why I was able to read that. Uh, and not sound like I'm tripping over my words. I'm gonna throw an errant question mark in there one week, uh, just to see, <laughs> just, just, just to see if you re- if you do the I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> but not next week, because you'll be expecting it next week. So that'll right, be something right. that <laughs> something we have to save for later on. Um, speaking of things that should have been saved for later on, yeah. holy shit, was this the biggest unforced error? Of all time. Uh, so we talked last week that Fault 76 was delaying their big fall update that was going to add NPCs and all sorts of other things that everybody wanted. And people were generally okay with that. Like, people were generally fine with that. They said, hey, we want we want, to, we want you to get it right. We don't want it to be fucked up. We want to make Fallout 76 the best game it could be. So if you got to delay it, it is what it is. So in Bethesda's infinite wisdom... They thought that the the wake of that delay would be the optimal time to launch a premium service within Fallout 76. I note, not a free-to-play game. You do have to pay to play Fallout 76 in the first place. But if you'd like to give them an additional $12.99 a month or $99.99 for the entire year, you can join the subscription service that is being called Fallout First. So what do you get with Fallout First? Well, you get a lot of things. You have the ability to play Fallout 76 with private servers. That's fantastic. So if you only want your specific friends to be able to join your world, or maybe you want to play by yourself, then you can pay for the privilege to have private servers in Fallout 76. You can also get all sorts of other benefits, including a new scrap box, which gives you unlimited storage for your crafting components. You get a survival tent, which gives you a a placeable fast travel point on the map seems something that you could just put in the regular game, but Hey, whatever it's, it's a premium <laughs> feature. Uh, you get 1650 atoms, which are the, 
in-game currency. I'm assuming you get that monthly. Uh, it's equivalent to $16.50. So I guess I guess you're getting your money's worth, assuming you wanted anything that you could buy with the atoms, but that's fine. Um, and you also get a special Ranger armor outfit, which includes an iconic uniform from Fallout 76. Coincidental timing on that one, I guess, with the Outer Worlds coming out or here. Or from Fallout New Vegas. Oh, my apologies. Yes, for Fallout New Vegas. Yes, that is, yep. that is correct. Um, now, I, I, before Carrie gets into this, because believe it or not, she's probably the least happy of all of us on the podcast about this news. <laughs> I, I know that this is going to be surprising given the pinpoint precision with the, to which Fallout 76 has executed everything in this game so far. But you'll be shocked to know that upon launch of this premium service, it doesn't work. <laughs> because apparently anyone on your friends list can join your private server without your permission, without an invitation from you. And apparently things that you put in the scrap box, this unlimited capacity storage box for your scrap materials that you can construct stuff. It's just disappearing. It's just going away. <laughs> The scrap box has turned into a like a garbage disposal, basically, because it's it's scrapping everything else and it's all going away. I mean, like you you deserve it, right? Like if you get this, like I don't feel bad for you because you you one hundred percent deserve it after after everything. Like, yeah, you can like the game and all, but if you bought this, like a fool in his money, right? <laughs> <laughs> when are you getting this, carry? <laughs> I am blown away by the sheer audacity of Bethesda as far as Fallout First is concerned. <laughs> Just the the audacity not to have a premium service. I don't mind the fact that they have a premium service. But the idea that you're charging fucking $13 a month. Yo, it's 13 Is, is, is 13 Netflix? It's twice <laughs> as much as what Netflix costs for some fucking pocket change out of the jeans that Todd Howard washed last week. Like that's what this really boils down to. You're paying 13 real money bucks every fucking month for the privilege of a private server that isn't really as private and new as you thought it was. Cause surprise, they're generally reusing old empty instances, which means that a lot of the shit on the map, has been looted already and a lot of the monsters have already been killed that kind of shit um you get an extra fast travel point which given the advent of people being able to turn their camps into fast travel points for everyone not just for themselves um is fucking useless uh, a handful of atoms each month which basically just buys cosmetics and stuff to put in your camp, which cool. If you're really into the camp building, maybe that's worth it for you. If you're already spending money on atoms, but this is remarkably tone deaf. 
of Bethesda to do this in the wake of not just delaying what is ostensibly going to be the sort of 2.0 update for Fallout 76, but in the wake of fucking Outer Worlds coming out. What are you doing? I I will not be buying this. And not only will I not be buying this, but I will be joining in on bullying the people who I see <laughs> with the fucking Fallout first icon that's next the other, to their name. That's the other thing because that's, that's apparently a thing that's been happening over the last yeah. week is a full-blown class warfare in Fallout 76 where all these folks with Fallout first icons next to their name get fucking shot at immediately. Micah, that's a thing that's happening. There 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 are fa- there are pe- there are Fallout there's like a Fallout first like subreddit now where they're like we must band together <laughs> against the, the working class. Oh <laughs> they're they're trying they're trying to eat the rich. That is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there any way you can uh is there any way you can be like uh like the stereotypical white woman who voted for Trump but doesn't want to advertise it <laughs> and just hide the fact that you're a Fallout first member? I don't think so, but I will also not be buying (laughs) Fallout first. Like it'd be if this was like fucking three dollars a month or whatever. Cool, whatever. That's what it probably should be for what you get. Maybe you give less atoms every month or whatever. But it's more than Hulu, yo. (laughs) It's remarkably expensive. Rumor has it that uh, the reason that this launched when it did, and uh, against all common sense, is that Bethesda's looking to go public. And so they're trying to boost their assets as much as they possibly can before uh, before getting out there to make sure the stock price is as high as it can be. And who exactly did the analysis that said, yeah, this is a good idea. This will definitely keep your your fans on board with what you got going on with one of your tentpole franchises. Real fucking smart idea, Todd. Now get back to working on Elder Scrolls Six, you son of a bitch. Like I said, it's just and, and you mentioned it too. Like this happening in the wake of essentially a competing Fallout franchise releasing their initial game to wide acclaim is not a good look. I mean, I mean, fuck, fucking Jim fucking Sterling's son put out a video today. Is like we don't Bethesda is obsolete now. We don't need them anymore <laughs> because the outer <laughs> world is so good. And that shit was hilarious. Um, I, I was uh, my gast was flabbered when I saw this news, and then, like I said, I was not even shocked that uh, that of course it didn't work. Because why would it? Why would it? Let me ask you something. Um, you mentioned. Um the other franchise that uh, they have. Are you even going to entertain that? <coughs> I mean, look, I'll, I'll answer for Carrie since she's having a coughing fit in, in the wake of Sorry. that question. Um, <coughs> I'm still very curious to see what fucking Starfield is going to look like. Yeah. Um, no, I'm definitely still buying Elder Scrolls 6 at launch. <laughs> you fucking <hear> me? <laughs> Mike, our principles can only stand up so far. 
Look, I look. Is, not, is it I'm still is it still a single player open world fantasy RPG set in the lore of Elder Scrolls? If the answer is yes, then yes, I'm buying it day one. Thank you. Hey, look, I'm not judging. I'm just uh, I'm just I'm just curious. I'm very curious about uh, the uh, Starfield or whatever it's called now because um, Starfield screams live service, right? Lord, um, I hope not. I, I I just I get the feeling that Fallout seventy six is testing the waters for this grand space opera that is a live service a la another grand space opera that is wildly successful uh and is a is a live service. Sorry, let me let me let me let me get my uh my my Ballyhoonist working. My God, but this is a company that believes in single player video games. They tell us every year. We have to protect our phony baloney jobs. Harumph, harumph, harumph. <laughs> so, but yeah, amazing, like I said, amazing Bethesda news. And and I, I knew it was curtains when, when Carrie's the one that shared the story in the fan group w- with anger, with rage, malice coming from her heart upon sharing it. So, yeah, it's not good. I bought that motherfucking game day one, and this is how you treat me, Todd. Putting this solely on your shoulders, Todd Howard. <laughs> so, uh, more more about delays. Uh, a slew of video games were were delayed uh, last week. Uh, starting with The Last of Us 2, it's been delayed to May 29th, 2020. This one really confused the shit out of me, because they just announced the release date for the game being in February... Literally a month ago. Right. So, like, what the fuck happened in a month's time to be like, oh, we're not, we're going to have to push this back three months? Like, it's whatever. I don't care if you're going to delay the game. Make it as good as you can. But it, it's just it, – it's odd. It's odd that that's – that like, they had no thought that that might happen. Right. When they announced the release date. Hmm. So – very weird there. Uh, the other stuff that got delayed was all stuff from Ubisoft. And this is all – this is very um, interesting rationale. So Watch Dogs Legion, uh, the new Rainbow Six game Quarantine, and also Gods and Monsters, which was scheduled to come out in February, all have been delayed uh, to the 2020-2021 fiscal year, which begins in April. And the reason that Ubisoft delayed it is because Ghost Recon Breakpoint was so bad. And, 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 and came out of the gate financially so poor that Easy Mo was like, we need to put these games in the cooker a little bit more <laughs> before we release them. Cause otherwise we're going to be fucked. I find it. Um, I mean, I guess like enough people are finally like mad as hell and not taking it anymore that these, um, these, uh, publishers are like, all right, we can't. We can't put out half cooked, half ass games anymore. Like we can't, we can't meet a deadline and patch it with a seven gig patch later. Assassin's Creed. Like, I, I guess this is a good, like this is a good thing, right? Like, I guess all the the people on the internet that are that have voices, you know, wider than ours, are are complaining enough. Uh, and and people are. Uh, voting, you know, voting with their dollar and asking for refunds for for games that are just fucking bullshit. Right. Like it, this is this is a good thing. It took 
it took an entire generation to, <laughs> to do it. But this is a good thing. I, I hope it I hope this mentality, you know, keeps up in in the next generation. Meanwhile, uh in the wake of this news, Ubisoft's stock price took a enormous hit. And apparently on the on the on the recent investors call that they announced this information, uh investors were pissed <laughs> that, that they were fucking doing this. But I mean, uh, what are you gonna do? And I mean, Ezgimo also mentioned Division Two. Uh, while not a colossal failure, has came in definitely under the, what they expected it to be. Uh, it was not as successful as Division One, I don't think ultimately. So, yeah, they're they're getting it loud and clear that gamers aren't going to stand for slap together games. And it's funny because we thought they learned that lesson in the wake of Assassin, like the most recent Assassin's Creed games. And the fact that they've, you know, had this long level of support for like Ghost Recon Wildlands and Rainbow Six Siege. And those games have been incredibly successful. Right. So I, you, you'd assume that this lesson would have been learned. Uh, I guess they're not making enough money. They're not making it quick enough. You've tried the best. Now try the rest. What a, what a, what a amazing year. Cause like I said, Ubisoft came into this year, like arguably the, the best third party publisher that was in the industry. And their reputation has taken a massive hit this year. Yeah, with man. With their releases. Stop uh stop stop trying to get, you know, big name actors for your games and just make games, man. Go back to making games. So uh BlizzCon is this weekend. We've been talking about BlizzCon. We've been talking about uh Blizzard being embattled in controversy <laughs> thanks to the Free Hong Kong movement and their reaction uh to protests on their official streams. So no one should be shocked to learn that information about Overwatch 2 has leaked, and I'm yep. using massive air quotes, leaked uh, in advance of BlizzCon <clears throat> that happens to change the conversation that we're having about Blizzard right now. So Overwatch 2 is going to be announced at BlizzCon this weekend. Uh, it's going to have a few extra additions. Uh, it's going to feature uh, PvE gameplay. It's going to have some new maps. There's going to be at least one new hero. There's going to be some new skills uh, with different heroes as well. There's going to be a new uh, game mode in the game as well. Um, so they're basically they're just teasing everybody. Uh, but again, this is a leak, guys. This is not officially sanctioned by Blizzard in any way, shape, or form in advance of uh, of BlizzCon. So, yeah, I, um, you know, Blizzard was always a company that I just. Uh, I know everybody loves their games. I just can't get into them. And I can, I can even see the hype, right? I can even see the hype. But I just, I don't get it. Yep. Like, what, am I, what am I missing? Is it because I, I, I don't have the, uh, I mean, I, you know, I'm not good, but I'm not good at a lot of games and I still like them. You know what I mean? Is it because they're so multiplayer centric? Maybe I I don't know. I think that might be some of it for you, Um, because a lot of their their arguably their their three most popular games are somewhat multiplayer driven. Um, Diablo is the only other one that's not, and Diablo is just one of those ones that you just have to really enjoy the gameplay hook, and you have games that you enjoy the gameplay hook of that you return to more frequently, I guess. 
Yeah, and like I would, I love like the the gameplay loop of Diablo, but but I don't like the aesthetic of Diablo. Mm-hmm. Like that's my thing with that. Like I, I'll play a Diablo knockoff, you know, all day long. But you you, you do play a Diablo knockoff? All yeah, day long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know, I don't know, but whenever I see Blizzard, I'm just like, all right, this ain't for me. Carrie, you played Overwatch for five minutes, didn't you? Yep. <laughs> so are you, are you are you are you stoked? Are you excited for Overwatch Two? Now is this gonna be a new game, or is this gonna be like a major update on top of Overwatch One? Do we think? Mm, uh, probably a new game. Um, but no, I don't. I don't give a single solitary fuck about Overwatch <laughs> anymore. Like. That game's not fun. I don't understand why people think that game is fun. That and game's I, not fun. And people play it over and over and over and over again. Like, yeah, the <laughs> the characters aren't as compelling as people think they are. I mean, some of them are the ones that like Blizzard put like a fucking iota of effort into, um, as far as their backstory and characterization is concerned. There's like two of those. Um, and then they were like, hey, guys, look at this hamster. He's a hamster. You can play as a hamster in our cool game. You want to give us money? <laughs> <laughs> Overwatch is fucking stupid. And um, people who are so into Overwatch that it's literally the only game that they play. Um, I'm judging the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am curious to see what this rumored uh, PVE mode is going to be. If it's just going to be something throwaway. Or if there's going to be something significant that would get people in who don't like the exclusively PvP portion of which is all Overwatch is, to be clear. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I I'll I'll look at it with a with cautious optimism. I I enjoyed Overwatch, but I never got into it enough to really like call myself a fan of Overwatch. Like I probably put in like ten to fifteen hours of Overwatch in total. I put mm-hmm. in like ten to fifteen minutes. And I, <laughs> like I bought that game on sale, and I'm just like, "All right, is this it? All right, I have to escort this limousine to this other thing." And then it's a game you just got to talk to people, and I, I don't like talking to people, and you know, to be good at, and and because I just hop in, like everybody just everybody just does their own thing, and I I don't know, I don't know, man. Fuck Overwatch. Yep. <laughs> So uh, another thing that people are pretty dissatisfied with uh, is WWE 2K20, one of the most bug-riddled games that I can recall releasing in recent memory. I have really enjoyed watching videos of some of those bugs in action, though. I mean, some of these, like some of the bugs that that people have shown online are incredible that they allowed that game to ship in that condition. There's like full-blown eldritch nightmares happening in that game (laughs) and and it's it's and it's funny because so for those that don't realize visual concepts um who also developed the nba 2k franchise develops the wwe game series they have since 2k has picked it up as publisher but they've done it in conjunction uh with ukes entertainment who has been developing wrestling games for fucking ever. Like, Yuke's has been making wrestling games for the longest fucking time. And apparently, Yuke's wanted to have more hands-on with the development and and put in, like, new modes and, and try new things that were ambitious. And 2K is like, 
Now we're just trying to pump out our wrestling game, guys. We're not really feeling that. So Yuke's actually parted ways from 2K um, for this game, for 2K20. And Yuke's is probably going to try to make wrestling games um, on their own. And there just so happens to be a major com- uh, company that probably needs one coming up here soon. Uh, but Yuke's goes away, and this is what we get <laughs> for, from visual concepts. I mean, god damn, this shit is a, this shit is a travesty. Like anybody involved with this should should be ashamed. So it's so bad that of course gamers uh the, the hashtag fix WW2K20 uh was trending on Twitter. So the WW Games account, Twitter account, uh put out a statement last week saying that quote, we are listening closely to the feedback that's been shared regarding WW2K20 and are aware of the concerns some players are reporting. We're working hard to investigate these concerns and address them as necessary. We expect to have an initial patch ready in the next two weeks with others to follow. Stay tuned to WWE Games social media channels for more information. Uh, I don't see how you're going to fix all those problems that people have been showing with a patch, you know, three weeks after the game comes out. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think that happens. <laughs> Are you going to give them a voucher for the next game next year? Because this is... Oh, and that, and that was the other thing, too. People that bought, like, the... Um, like the deluxe, like $130 edition that comes with some autographed cards from certain wrestlers. Apparently like half the versions just didn't have the, the edge card was an autograph by edge to the point where <coughs> edge was like, Hey, I'm going to set up a PO box. And if you, if, and if you got a card that it wasn't autographed, I'd be get in contact with me and, and you, you can send it to me and I'll, and I'll take care of it for you. Like edge is going out of his way to take care of the shit himself. Because I guess he has no faith in the 2K Games team. Uh, It's so bad that PlayStation has even been giving uh, refunds out to some customers. uh, That don't ever happen. That never happens. No. Uh, WWE currently has a 39 on Metacritic. Jesus, I'm surprised it's that high. (laughs) So yeah, real bad. And again, uh, and, and when sports games is tough, right? Because they have to come out at a certain time every year. Um, yeah, but but here's the thing: WWE doesn't have a season opener, but, right? But it's still a sports game. It's still it's still an annual release that they that people count on, and that's going to be there year after year. Wow. So it it is tough. Uh, finally, in the news, um, two more big Twitch personalities have made the exclusive move to Mixer as Mixer tries to shore up uh, their content, uh, their streaming content, basically. So King Gothalion, uh, who is one that I actually follow because he plays a lot of Destiny and Borderlands, uh, and Shroud have both moved over to Mixer exclusively. Um, now we talked, you know, a couple months ago, Ninja, Tyler Blevins, uh, famous Fortnite player was the first one of these guys to move from Twitch to an exclusive deal, uh, with Mixer. Uh, he's amassed 2.5 million followers on Mixer. Uh, it's worth pointing out that is a fraction of what has, of what he had on Twitch (laughs) at, at his peak. And, uh, even with Ninja being on Mixer between July and September, he made the move in July. Um, Twitch still made up three quarters of the all the streaming hours watched across various streaming searches, while Mixer uh, was 3.2% of that. So obviously one person alone is not going to do this, and this is why you're you're seeing Mixer throwing out more money uh, at these streamers trying to get them over there and hopefully bring their fans with them. 
Um, my question to you guys is what is more important? Is the personality more important or is the platform actually the more important factor here? I think the personality is what's most important. Um, I only follow like one guy on Twitch, really. Uh, Jimmy Wetzel. Um, and like, if he moved to Mixer, I would probably create a Mixer account just for his streams. Um, so yeah, I mean, um, I, I think the, the personality is, is ultimately what's, what's most important. Um, yeah, I follow one person, uh, <laughs> Maximilian Christensen. And yeah, I mean, I usually receive his content through YouTube. Um, I can't just sit there and watch Twitch all day, especially cause he's West coast. So all his streams start at 9 p.m. I'm like, yo, I ain't, I ain't doing this. <laughs> but um, occasionally I will, you know, watch something that live. And um, yeah, if he if he went to Mixer, yeah, I I look into Mixer. I I, I haven't even looked into it. But uh, yeah, I follow him. It's it's the personality. People get used to the. People get used to the new platform. Uh, if uh, if you can get enough people over there, like that's that's literally what they're doing is is trying to be like, hey, our stuff is really cool, and you know you don't get uh, inundated with like like I didn't know Twitch. Whenever I hear Twitch, I always associate it with gaming, mm-hmm. but like Twitch has a bunch of other channels on there, and um, like. Like if my if my kid were to, you know, of age, I would have to use content filters for some of that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. So my question to you guys is this: then. so I, I I googled it while we were talking here. So while he was on Twitch at his peak, um, Ninja had 14 million followers. So only about 20 percent of those have followed him over to Mixer. So how uh, how do you guys like account for that? Like why do you think that more of his viewers aren't joining him on that platform. I think a lot of that just has to do with the fact that Ninja was like a front page guy. Mm. Um, And so he's probably accumulating a lot of followers just based on the fact that he was a guy who was frequently on the front page of Twitch. Um, So you have people who will jump on Twitch and be like, Oh, so-and-so is doing this like quick follow, quick follow. But I mean, I have, I have a Twitch channel. I have a bunch of people who technically follow me. They don't tune in for every single stream. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're tuning into any streams, they just followed me for whatever fucking reason. Um, maybe to get notified or, or whatever, but it's, uh, like followers don't necessarily count for like what the community actually is. Um, on Twitch, it, it's very easy to follow. It's a one click process, just like boom, whatever. It's like fucking liking a tweet basically. Mm -hmm. Um, so the idea that only ultimately the dudes hardcore fans would have followed him to the new platform and that only 20% of his total on Twitch were really is his regular, his like core community, um, that doesn't really surprise me at all. Mm-hmm. I like I said I, I agree with what Mixer is doing because I the reason that Twitch is so successful is because when you do find someone that you like, when they're not streaming 
like they're broadcasting someone else's stream, right? Or you, you know, like you'll bra- like you'll go there to find them and watch them, and if they're not on, or if, or if they're just not putting out content that you're really digging, it's not like you go do something else. You find another Twitch channel while you're on the platform. So anything that Mixer can do to get people to stay there and and find stuff to watch, that's going to be to their benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just interesting to watch them. I, I guess the only way to fix this problem really is to throw money at it. So, because <laughs> I mean, you gotta, I mean, you got, you gotta get people in that people are going to come for in the first place. So it'll be interesting to see, um, what happens. And I'm sure for these guys, um, this is a great deal for them because I'm sure they probably negotiated a financial arrangement to pay them close to, or maybe even more than they were making from Twitch yep. uh, through subscriptions and stuff like that. So it's kind of a risk-free endeavor. For them, and if, if for some reason it doesn't work out, they can always move back to Twitch. So it's, yep. not, it's not really that big of a deal. So, yeah. So there you go. Go to uh, www.densepixels.com slash Amazon for all of your Amazon purchasing needs. When you go to www.densepixels.com slash Amazon and make a purchase, uh, a very small percentage of that purchase uh, comes to us. Uh, it's a finder's fee. You don't get charged extra for it. Um, so buy big, buy a bunch of stuff, buy a lot of things. Never mind the fact that we can see what you purchase. Just <laughs> buy a lot of things. We can see what is purchased. We don't see what you specifically purchase uh, at www.densepixels.com slash Amazon. That's www.densepixels.com. Slash Amazon. So we talked about The Outer Worlds. Uh, it came out, the new game from Obsidian Entertainment, uh, the makers of Fallout New Vegas. And this game looks very much like a spacefaring Fallout game. Carrie and Micah have both played the hell out of it. So I cede the floor to you guys uh, and tell us about The Outer Worlds. Uh, let me start by saying that um, I didn't play uh, Fallout New Vegas. Um, I don't, it's okay. I don't think Carrie ever has either. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a joke because that's what I've Carrie's played the part. shit out of. Oh, <laughs> uh, really? I'd never heard you talk about it before. <laughs> Who knows? Um, Who really knows for sure? Whenever, whenever I hear, whenever I hear the name Obsidian uh, Entertainment, um. I I always think of like the B team, right? Mm-hmm. The B squad, right? And I was I, I played um, uh, Knights of the Old Republic two, and uh, it, it was fine, but I wasn't terribly impressed with it. I played Alpha Protocol, it was fine. Uh, I wasn't particularly impressed with it. Um, and um, I played um, South Park that that South Park game. And all right, it's fine. I'm not particularly impressed with it. Whenever I think of them, they are like journeyman game developers. It's not going to be bad, but it's not going to be phenomenal. You know what I mean? With like uh, New Vegas sort of being the exception to that rule. Right. That's what, because that's what everybody says. It's like with New Vegas, it's like Bethesda sort of gave them all the assets to make a contemporary fallout title while they were working on i guess at the time that would have been skyrim Mm. um so yeah i mean obviously kotor 2 it's a fine game it's not as good as the first game but like it's fine 
Um, New Vegas is my favorite of the contemporary fallouts. Mm-hmm. Um, and Outer Worlds basically just feels like space New Vegas, like in terms of the the humor and and the writing and the characters and the different factions and whatnot. It 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 really like it it has that that same sort of vibe to it which I, I really like. That's my favorite part about New Vegas. I don't play New Vegas because, like, the gunplay is really good. Like, no. <laughs> it's fucking not. Uh, I, I play it so that I can, like, laugh whenever a Kaiser's Legion member calls me a profligate. Like... <laughs> <laughs> this is, um... This is Obsidian's, like, foray into, like... We we are our own developer. Yes. We are not we are not the we are not the the, the team you call when you wanna eke out a is we're not the people animating the Disney sequels to the to the masterpiece. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like this is this is their magnum opus, man. And um I I I I really like it. I really really like it. I love the space western aesthetic. I love that it's uh, bright and colorful. Like all the Fallout games to me had this weird drab look. And I get it, right? I get it. It's it, you're in a nuclear Fallout, but at the same time, like you get tired of looking at the same. It, it looks like you're looking at it through a filter, right? And, um, I mean, uh, what a high bar that we have that I am impressed that a game like this just works. It just works. Yeah. Like it, it does what it is supposed to do. Uh, I haven't encountered any bugs. Uh, yeah, I haven't either, which is shocking because Obsidian right. is sort of known for that almost as much as Bethesda is. Right. Um, but the uh, the actual the actual gameplay feels pretty good. You know, it's I, I'm using a lot of ranged weapons because I, I I can't stand using melee weapons. At yeah, a first I, I'm person. not using any melee. I'm using mostly long guns. Yeah. Um, um, but like, it's it's good. Like I'm not good at first person shooters, and that's what a lot of the gameplay is here. Um, you can sort of turn on the uh, I guess I would call it like diet vats, which is the tactical time dilation system. I like that better than vats. See, I sort of prefer vats where it's sort of like, it's a, like a bullet time mechanic where it's like you slow time down and you can take the time to like target specific things. Like if you shoot something in the eyes, you can blind them or you can cripple them. If you shoot them in the legs, like that, that sort of thing. And um, like that's fine. Um, I prefer vats. Um, now vats stops it entirely, right? Uh, yeah. Except in in Fallout Four, it's like a super slow mo, but you can still, rather than like aim your gun, you can still be like, I'm going to shoot it in the arm, like, and it'll just do it for you. Oh, and okay. in um in seventy six, nothing slows down at all, but it still allows you to target specific body parts. Um, so the, um, the, so yeah, I'm using, I'm using ranged weapons mostly and, um, the gameplay is solid, right? It's not, you know, it it, going from call of duty to this is, you know, you can't really compare the two. 
Um, but it is, it is solid enough that it, it is more skill based. Yeah. Um, which I, I like, um, Jesus Christ, the, uh, the, the tweaking your character is, so they have, um, they have like, like seven different categories of, of things that you can tweak. And within those categories are subcategories that you can tweak. Like Mm -hmm. whenever I have, uh, whenever I have a, um, a choice to pick, uh, to up my charisma or dialogue, I always do it. I always, I always go charisma builds in these games. Right. And so they have the charisma section and then you, once you hit a certain threshold from leveling up, you can level up specifically, um, uh, persuasion or persuasion, lying, lying. and intimidation. Yeah. And, and those things not only give you different options, you know, dialogue options, but if you level them up enough, they give, they, they play a part in combat. Like if you level up your intimidation, like certain enemies will cower before you while you're fighting them. Yeah. Which is really cool, man. Yeah. Like you don't see that. You don't see that in anything in, in any other game of this type. Right. And it works. Like I've seen it. Like I've seen people just like duck and cover when, when I'm coming around. Right. Yeah. It's really cool, man. <laughs> um, and, and there are, there are a ton of different categories like that. And then, you know, you can respec them all. And like, it's, it's cool, man. The, um, the characters I have, um, I have, uh, Parvati. I have Parvati. I have, um, uh, the two dudes and uh, Felix I have and Vicar Max. Yeah. And then I have, have, uh, the Ellie. white baby. Yes. Ellie, Ellie. And then you get, uh, Neoka and then you have a robot whose name's Sam. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm about to get Sam. Um, I'm not very I have far. All of them now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not I'm very little... Like twenty twenty one. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, she says that. Like you don't level fast in this game. Yeah. You you do not level fast. I'm level ten. I've been so. crushing it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So well, no, yeah, it's each of, uh, each of the characters are really great. And I I, a, I real like I Ada. I would die for Ada. Yeah. Like <laughs> Ada Ada is my favorite character, and she's like your ship computer. Um, and like, she's, she's super, super good. And the relationship that sort of evolves, uh, over, over the course of the game, um, is, is really, really fun. Um, yeah, even a lot of the NPCs that you only see, uh, over the course of quests, I, I have become very fond of as well. Um, just again, the writing is, is really, I think this game's strongest suit is like the, the characterization itself. Um, so yeah, it's really good. If you liked, if you liked new Vegas, uh, in particular, definitely, definitely give this a shot. Um, as a big fan of fallout, I have appreciated the handful of fallout Easter eggs that are present in this game. Um, (laughs) Uh, uh, from the get-go where you see like the, there's like a date that flashes where it's like incident report, like the ship, the, the hope ship, the colony ship is went missing on this date. That date is October 23rd, which in the fallout universe is the date of the great war, uh, Mm -hmm. that 
was the nuclear apocalypse. So uh, there was a terminal that I read that that made explicit reference to a great war happening back on Earth, um, stuff like that. So just just little little nods to Fallout and whatnot. Um, you know, given uh, this type of game, you can create a character, and I would be remiss if I didn't uh, point out because not a lot of games do this. Maybe they're maybe they're changing. But uh, they have solid black hair options. I I was blown away. <laughs> um, like I'm sure nobody cares about this except for me. But nah, man. Like, no, I think have, it's important. Like, they, yeah, man. Like they have they have fucking black people. Like they have curly kinky hair in this game. And and uh, I always want to shout that out in a game that lets you create a character, just because you know you don't you don't see that and uh yeah i i i enjoy it uh as far as characters are concerned um parvati immediately stood out to me um because she's a sweetheart she's a sweetheart but she's also very quickly established as an openly queer character where it's just like no big deal is made out of it. You you get to this particular space station and she meets this girl and she's just like, oh my God, I'm in love with this woman. And <laughs> uh, part of her side quests are sort of like help, like coaching her through this. And so like not only is she like romantically attracted to women, but she explicitly also says she doesn't like getting physical with people. So she's like romantically attracted to women, but also asexual at the same time. And it's just like really cool, like open representation. And again, this is something where you you don't see a lot of that in games, particularly not in large releases like this. Right. And um, it's it's really cool the way that they that they handle the writing for her as far as that's concerned is is really, really cool. And um yeah, I like all of the companions a lot. Um, it sucks that you can't romance any of them. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. But at at okay, there's one thing that uh, I don't know if this is if this was in Fallout New Vegas or anything like that. But um, so when you level, you get skill points, and every other level, you get a perk point, right? Yeah. And, and, uh, those perk points are like, you know, give you more bullet time or give you more health or, you know, some of them get very specific, right? Yeah. But there's a mechanic in the game called flaws where if the game sees that you are doing something like, like I was shooting robots and all of a sudden the game stopped and said, Hey, a flaw was discovered in your character. And then you can either accept this flaw or reject it. And the flaw was that you get creeped out by robots. Right. And if you accept the flaw, you get a permanent, uh, decrease in some stats. But if you, but you, you get a, you get a perk, perk. point, right? Yeah. You get a, and perk points don't <coughs> come easy. They, they come easy, but they don't come quick. Right. Because it takes a very long time to level and you're you're getting one every other level so that's kind of cool man like i've never seen that that type of uh of system in an rpg where if you want you can permanently you can can permanently debuff yourself in a very specific way in order to get a buff 
elsewhere that may be a better overall sort of situation. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, kind of cool, man. Yeah, it is. I haven't really accepted any of the. Yeah, because yeah. I don't. I don't. Uh, look, I, whenever I make these games, I I, I make me. I make me. Oh yeah, and you're completely fucking flawless. I'm right? saying, well, it's, 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 it sounds to me like both of you are not being honest with yourselves. I'm, <laughs> what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, if if one of those dog things comes up and they're like, oh, the oh you got to, yeah, if one of those comes up and they say, hey. We notice that you're scared of those things. I will, I will look at, look, I will see inside myself and I will realize that I don't like those things either. So I will make that my flaw. My one <laughs> and only flaw will be that I am afraid of those things. So I, I have two questions. Uh, my first question is Micah, how long did it take you to create your character? <sighs> 67 the minutes. <laughs> if we're adding up both times I did it. Because I do it and then I, I play around for a bit and it's weird because you can't go into a third person perspective, but every time I pause the game and go to my character, I have to see my character's face. And when you're making the create the, the character, it's it's a highly detailed face. And when you don't, it it's 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 weird. It's like it's like that episode of Seinfeld where Jerry was dating the woman who in the light looked beautiful and in the dark looked like like a gargoyle <laughs> so so i i i spent about 35 minutes creating my character and then I, I started playing and i got all the way to edgewater and i was just like you know what i'm gonna scrap this and do it over and then i spent like another 30 33 34 minutes uh creating my character now the character creator isn't that great it's it, but it's it's detailed enough so yes, just over an hour creating my character. So fantastic! It's exactly the answer. I took I was like ten for. minutes myself. <laughs> <laughs> Look, all of us have 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 parts of our personality that we hate. Uh, for Micah, his inability to just accept the avatar in in game avatar uh, <laughs> is is definitely one of them. Um, my other question is this: So I, I, of course, you know, I'm I'm not one that's immune from getting caught up in the hype and the zeitgeist that's going on. So. I, I'm curious about this game now because everyone's raving about it. But we also know that Fallout-style games are not my bag. I've talked about it on the podcast before. Um, but space and and pulp's, pulp space in general very much is. So I'm conflicted. I don't know what to do in terms of the Outer Worlds. I don't know if I should play it or if, I know, or, or if I'm going to hate it if I do check it out. I mean... I feel like it's separated enough from fallout like it's not it's not really like a true open world like you mm. have sort of you have large areas to explore but they're all sort of segmented away from each other um it's um again if, if you're into pulpy sci-fi writing i feel like you would really enjoy it mm-hmm. um what don't you like about the fallout games is yeah. it the aesthetic or is so, it the gameplay loop so the aesthetic is part of it um, the gameplay loop's a big part of it. I, I hate, it, it sounds weird to say it, I hate how vast the world is in, in Bethesda's role-playing games because I feel lost when I'm wandering around in it. I guess you're supposed to. I mean, that's kind of the whole point of the Lone Wanderer um, in, in, in the Fallout games. But I, I, don't, I don't know. The, the vastness and, and, and the seeming 
lack of direction always bothers me. And then the combat I've never liked in any Bethesda game because I feel like I'm fighting against the game to perform combat. So, like, combat doesn't have – like, I'm not looking for, like, Destiny caliber shooting from a game like this. I'm not – I don't even know if I'm looking for Borderlands caliber shooting, but I definitely want an improvement over what Bethesda usually offers. I would say it's it's probably – enough of an improvement over what is standard in fallout. Um, also like the AI for the companions is, is real good for, for combat. So yeah, you can, you can, you can do a lot of tweaking with what they do and mm-hmm. how they perform and, and, and how they act. Um, if, if, uh, yeah, I, I agree with Carrie, the, the actual like combat, you know, minus melee combat, you know, cause it's still just you swinging around foam swords, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's still that that's still present, but the gunplay is actually pretty decent. And if you level up your slow motion, uh, ability a little more, you it's, it's satisfying, uh, crippling people as they're running at you with a melee weapon. You know what I mean? To give you some, to give you some time. Now, if you're looking to be tactful, I don't know about all that. How, but, how's, uh, how's, how's the mobility during combat? Um, it's you're good. Not, yeah, you're not uh, you're not like hindered, and there there are perks that you can that you can increase your mobility. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a dodge mechanic where you can press uh, the jump button twice, and depending on the direction, you can dodge left or right. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's it's markedly improved. Um, if you're one of those people that, uh, enjoys reading everything, uh, and, and going through each line of dialogue for, you know, when you meet a character, uh, and just sit there for 20 minutes, just listening to them talk, uh, that has this in spades. Um, so, so here, here, so this is, I guess the ultimate question then, Micah, how would you liken this to a mass effect game? Um, I kind of, I kind of like the combat in this a little more than Mass Effect three. Um, and in terms of, in terms of, uh, interesting characters. Oh yeah. This is up there. Now I haven't, uh, spent as much time with these characters, you know, like, like nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna hold a candle to the Mass Effect 2 characters, right? Like they're, they're amazing. But, um, but these people feel, these people feel good. Like they're interesting. And that's all I really want from them right now is, is that they're interesting. Uh, I just met Felix, so I don't really know too much about that dude. All I know is he drop kicks people. Um, <laughs> you can, you can make him drop kick people. Um, and in terms of, and, and the story is interesting. The story is where, where mass effect super anti-capitalist, which is really nice. Jesus Christ. Where, where mass effect is star Trek. Mm -hmm. This is firefly. Okay. Okay. And, and it is, yeah. Like Carrie said, I mean, God damn, like this is mentioned Jim Sterling earlier. This is his wet dream. (laughs) Oh, it it is. It is. Here's the thing. If you want to be a fucking bootlicker, 
and like turn in the dude, turn in uh, Phineas who gets you out of cold storage and is like, hey, these corporations are fucking everything up. Legit, I don't know, 10 hours or so into the game, you can be like, yo, I know where that fucker is if you want to go get him <laughs> and go to work for the corporations if that's what you want to do. Like a you, fucking degenerate. And and the uh, one of the hooks is that you can kill anybody. You can kill anybody. You can kill quest givers. Mm. And just that quest is is done. Uh, you can't kill the scientist that works for you because he's behind bulletproof glass. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, like the game doesn't mind you messing with it, but it doesn't want to be broken. And um, but yeah, I, I killed a quest giver just to see if I could. And yeah, you can. You can kill them and take whatever you need from them and just be on your way. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is which is interesting. God, uh, God I'm not going to do it. Look, but. look, this upsets me. I don't have the time <laughs> for this bullshit right now. I've got Destiny to play. I've got a Borderlands event I need to 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 catch up on and get in. That on. you can wait. The event is time, Carrie. It, it goes away <laughs> at a certain point. Eh. I got uh, my gun at a level fifty. By the way, I wanted to get my gun at a level fifty in Borderlands that's before the uh, thing came up. So but yeah, I enjoy this game very, very much. Very interesting. I, I don't. I don't even have to ask. Carrie likes. I know she does. You've. Already, I mean, shit. You've already pumped in twenty some odd hours. Into yeah, it. I don't know how much time I've played the Epic Store. I don't think like tells you. I feel like it's more than twenty hours if you're, level, if you're level twenty. Like, yeah. I'm, when I'm doing these quests, they're like, "Oh, you just got seven thousand XP." I'm like, "Wow, that's amazing!" And then I go to my character sheet, and it's like, "You need fifty thousand XP to get to the next level, and you're level four. I'm like, God damn! <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? Yep. So, uh, so that is the Outer Worlds. Um, I'm sure you guys probably have more to say about it on future episodes. And Terrence even will have something to say about it at some point as well because he is playing it too. So I'll be curious to hear uh, his thoughts as well because he is, of course, famously a video game curmudgeon. So if even he is enjoying <laughs> it, <laughs> then you know it must be good. Uh, so we will move right into the Dense Pixels post office. Uh, we'll start with Gaston who asks me, uh, what are some easy to get into tabletop games I'm already waiting to D&D, but I live in North Carolina, and my group is back in Baltimore, and I'd like to play something in person versus over Skype. And then he asks all of us over the course of our gaming history, what are some games you wish you played while they were hype? Um, I'll start with uh, the gaming thing. So, look, there's there's a slew of, like, intro-level uh, tabletop games for sure that you can get into that are kind of like standards of the industry. Um, just off the top of my head, uh, Ticket to Ride is a big one. Um, Dominion is a big one. Um, Splendor is another one that's definitely a great intro level game. Uh, there's a slew of other deck builders besides Dominion as well. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of the Marvel Legendary games, uh, which are very easy to get into. Um, so there's all sorts of stuff. I mean, it's and and look, it's not going to be D and D. It's just going to be something to keep you busy. Uh, if for I a can while. add to that, yeah, for sure. Since I also dabble in tabletop um if you're already into D &D, um consider uh one of the betrayal games Mm -hmm. um because that's got a little more of like a role-playing element to it a little more stat keeping um and uh you might enjoy that like there is a D &D version of betrayal called Mm -hmm. betrayal at Baldur's gate 
uh, which I really enjoy and which a lot of people consider to be one of the like the better versions of Betrayal compared to House on the Hill. Um, I also really like Pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. And then if you're looking for something just like fun and casual that like anyone can get into, check out Red Dragon Inn because yep. um, that has like little element of role playing um different characters all have different decks and it's a game about like drinking in a tavern so <laughs> and and also too like it, it guess it depends on how many players you're gonna have to play obviously yeah. like with with the betrayal games you need three or four you can't do that with just two people yeah. um so that's that's another consideration you have to make as well um over the course of our gaming history what are some games you wish you had played while they were hype kingdom hearts there you go. It's tough for me and Micah because we've both been, yeah. we're both old men who were pretty was, much able to to get the, the stuff we wanted to play. So Yeah. I was kind of a curmudgeon about Kingdom Hearts for a long time. And then I like actually played it this year and I was like, oh, no, I see. I see. I see the appeal of this shit now. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you what. There, there are some games that I do wish I could have experienced for the first time. Like, like, so, so like. Final Fantasy VI, for example, like Final Fantasy VI would have been an awesome game to come out when I was like 25 and could have talked mm. about it with my friends. So yeah. that, that that's a weird kind of like twisting of the question. Um, but there are some games that I played when I was younger that I wish I could have experienced for the first time as an adult and kind of be taught, you know, been able to discuss it with people that were also playing it at the same time. Uh, Trey says the Outer Worlds is life. And he says, sorry, let me say it again. Is the Outer Worlds life since he has to phrase it as a question yes yeah yeah i would say so right now yeah uh malcolm says in your opinion what is the biggest factor that gets you to play a game for example um multiple times the trophy system the score like a review score visuals a hashtag for the culture which is not really my hashtag, I guess. <laughs> well, it's, you know, that's the wrestling reference for ah. the big news that was... Uh, we'll get there. It's it's in, it's yeah. further down. Oh, okay. Uh, it's further Excellent. down in the question, so... Uh, biggest factor that gets me to... That gets me to play a game? Um, release. <laughs> uh, for, um, for me, it, it has to be... It's personal interest. None, yeah. none, none of that stuff, like being able to replay it, trophies, none of that stuff uh, yeah, is, I don't, is really appealing to me. I don't give a shit about trophies. Um, I used like, to. Review score, like if something comes out and I was excited about it and all of the reviews are like, yo, this is a mess. <laughs> that might influence whether or not I buy something. Um but yeah, it's like I I feel like people sort of know my game aesthetic mm. for the most part at this point. Um, so if it falls within that umbrella, then I'm probably buying it. Well, I'll give you two as well. So setting's a big deal for me. Like so for me, like a sword and sorcery game has to be really fucking well received for me to have any interest in it at all. Because yeah. that's not really my my preferred setting and uh developer as well. Like, like if there's a developer that I really like, um, if they're trying something new, like a new IP of some kind, uh, I'm automatically probably going to be interested in it just because of my past, uh, you know, uh, affinity for stuff that they've done before. I mean, it's why I was so willing to just fucking go full bore on Anthem for sure. <laughs> so when it came out, yeah, God damn. Um, yeah, 
developer setting uh, is a big one. Like, like I told you, if if uh, the outer worlds were like the frontier lands, and it took place in the in the actual old west, and and Obsidian was the developer, I wouldn't have got it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I just wouldn't have because you know Obsidian had that stigma for me for a while, and um and I don't like. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of, of the Western motif. Space Western is fine because it's science fiction, but like rolling around on horses and all, I, no, like it just seems like it stinks. You know what I mean? It seems like it smells. Malcolm also asks, uh, if I've seen Dolomite now, I don't know if you're asking me if I've seen the original Dolomite or the new, my name is Dolomite movie that Eddie Murphy is in. <coughs> um, that is a negative on both accounts. Unfortunately, <laughs> and I can't I can't really watch the Eddie Murphy movie. I don't think unless I've seen uh, actual Dolomite because I feel like I'd like to have the like the references. Um, or, or I feel kind of like, like the, you would get more out of it. Yeah, but um, Terrence, I haven't seen My Name Is Dolomite yet. Terrence saw them uh, in reverse order. He saw My Name Is Dolomite before seeing Dolomite, or or he saw Dolomite but couldn't really remember it. But um, I hear that My Name is Dolomite is actually a funny movie in its own right. And if you watch that, you're going to be like, yo, I got to see what this actual <laughs> Dolomite movie is because this is fucking weird. I don't know, though, because like I, I almost feel like that you get everything that I would want from Dolomite out of like Black Dynamite. Almost. And that's that's funny, like. <laughs> Like Black Dynamite lifted a lot from Dolomite. Right. Like, <laughs> uh, Michael asks, "Would you guys be interested in letting me design a custom sneaker for the show? Uh, you can design one. We don't pay anything, but uh, yeah, you don't expect us to give you. Yeah, any money. if you want, if you want, do you, whatever you want. If, if you want to make, as Malcolm says, an air pixel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sure." Um, I, I, you know what, uh, DM me what, uh, what, what a pair of Converse would cost. Um, I'm, I might, I'm, I might, I might, <laughs> maybe, that but see the problem is, uh, right. But the problem is like, if you make me a custom, like some custom Dr. Doom Converse, oh shit! like I'm like, I'm, I'm going to love it and I'm going to want to wear it, but I'm going to not want to wear it. Because I don't want to mess them up, you know what I mean. But yeah, DM, DM me some prices, and uh, and we'll see. Now, Randy says gives gives us a one gotta go uh, question here, and I and I think his, his easy his no well hang, well hang on his his premise is the, the the initial framing of the question is super flawed because he says Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers three, Super Mario Land, Super Mario Odyssey, but he says that if you get rid of Super Mario Brothers, then you can't get anything else. So, so it has protection in that if you're saying that Mar- Super Mario Bros. never existed, that so then all the other games on the list wouldn't exist either by that right. definition. So, oh, yeah, that, which is dumb. So that's a flawed premise because so, I mean, under that flawed premise, I'm yeah. getting rid of Mario Three. Interesting, and I, and, I, really? and I well, I knew you, I knew you wouldn't say Mario Land because I know that you have a particular affinity uh, for the Super Mario Land franchise. Um, you were, of course, wrong. Super Mario Land is the only answer on this like, list, for they sure. They dedicated, they made a movie for that game. Like, they made a movie for Super Mario Bros. 3. Like, uh, nah. Yeah, nah. but Mario Land introduced Daisy, so. 
operating operating under the flawed premise that nothing created for that game would exist outside of that game i have to keep mario land and get rid of mario 3 and sacrifice the koopalings for the greater good (laughs) fucking child murderer that's fine (laughs) i'm pro-abortion too so i've been called that before mario 3 is still my favorite side-scrolling mario game yes more than super mario world super mario world Highly overrated, in my opinion. Super Mario Three, that's where it's at. Was uh, was Super Mario World the um, the one where he could fly? Well, fly you, with the the feather. It had it had the cape. Yes. Yeah, it had the cape. cape. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Like, uh, that game's fine, but uh, no. Nah. That game nah. that game is great, but it's not as good as Mario. Between 3. Mario Three and Mario World, I would get rid of Mario World because fuck Yoshi. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that now now you're being unfairly slanderous, and I don't care for that either, so. <laughs> Yoshi's the worst Mario character. <laughs> Cam says one hundred percent. Cam says he finally bought Breath of the Wild. This is his first Zelda game since the SNES. Uh, he said it's really good so far, even though he's not super deep into it. My question is, how do I know how strong I need to be for the given areas? And is there really any actual measurement of strength in the game like a traditional RPG? Uh, you don't know until you die several times. And the only measurement of strength is how big your stamina and your health is. That's it. Yep. Yeah, the sword, the sword, the sword does the same damage. Um regardless unless you have like a potion or like a food like a dish that you've concocted that gives you additional power um it's just that better swords offer better uh durability yeah before they uh before they have to go away plus obviously like the master sword has some extra perks with it as well um that make it very good but it's not the only sword you can carry because sometimes it you have to recharge it so also, like, g- good luck fighting one of those, uh, what are those, lion centaurs. That, oh, God, the, the, the Leonels or the, the whatever they're fucking called. Lydels, I can't remember their fucking name. Yeah, Lionels. Yeah, L-Y-N-E-L. Right. Those things are fucking awful, and I hate them. Good luck. They're beefy, and they'll <laughs> kill you very quickly. Uh, Johnny asks... So Blizzard doubles down on BlizzCon by having Overwatch 2 in the demo floor. How fast are quote-unquote Hong Kong supporters dropping those umbrellas and grabbing a mouse and keyboard? <laughs> Look, that's what we said. That's what we said. So uh, Malcolm also makes sure to thanks, uh, thank me and Carrie for being the good white people, as he, <laughs> as he says in his words. Hey, I mean, you're welcome. Are. They, they are. Right. Finally... Yeah. Uh, let's get into the wrestling controversy of the day. So there was a t-shirt. So basically every wrestler in NXT, uh, gets a t-shirt now that they get a t-shirt designed for them that they can, that they can sell. Uh, there's a t-shirt designed, uh, for a wrestler by the name of Jordan miles, formerly known as ACH, uh, in other companies that he has wrestled for. Uh, he was a big uh, signing for WWE several months ago, and he's been in some pretty hot angles. Didn't he win the uh, the newcomer tournament that they had on NXT? Uh, yeah, he immediately so. got a title shot against Adam Cole on NXT television. So there's a t-shirt that came out, and he was very unhappy about the shirt's design. And upon 
looking at it for five seconds, you can understand why. So, (laughs) right. I mean, it's, 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 this, this is one of those, uh, this is one of those times where obviously, uh, there's not a Tyrone working in the WWE merchandising department (laughs) because he would, because he would have prevented this from happening. So Jordan Miles went off on Twitter about this. Uh, he basically threw the guy from the WWE merchandising team under the bus, uh, for designing the shirt, he says that he never approved such a thing. Uh, WWE released a statement that said uh, that all designs are made in collaboration with the performers themselves, uh, and so they're trying to uh, trying to defer deflect blame uh, for this obvious oversight. Uh, no, no, no! The black guy made the Sambo shirt. <laughs> all right, yo. All right. All right. Uh, Jordan Miles has really gone <laughs> quite scorched earth um, on Twitter it, it, to, to the point where it would be shocking. And it won't be shocking because it's WWE. There's lots of shocking things happen. But it would be legitimately shocking to see him on WWE television again because um, he went on a pretty epic uh, Twitter rant about this. Yeah. He did what uh, we on Black on Black Cinema call pulling an Angela. <laughs> he he basically just he called out his employer. He called out Vince McMahon and Triple H, I guess by name, mm-hmm. um, you know, by tagging them in this tweet and and um and when WWE, you know, tried to tried to say, Oh, well, we talked to him and he was he was cool with it. Uh, he was like, nah, yo. And then he put somebody's email address out there. He was like, nah, I got receipts, bro. Like, look at this shit. Um, yo, this is ridiculous. First of all, how can you not see it? It looks like a goddamn gollywog. <laughs> like, it looks fucking terrible. It, it, uh, it looks ridiculous. And and the design is bad. Like, the design is, in and of itself, is is bad. Like, it's just, yeah. I I, I don't know, man. I don't know. This doesn't uh, I, look good on that guy for standing up and and taking a stand and and saying, look, you know, this shit just isn't right. Um, like I love uh, WWE and all that, but um, you know, when you feel like you've been done wrong, like you gotta you gotta let people know. Mm-hmm. And WWE isn't. Even before AEW, like WWE isn't the end all be all of professional wrestling. You can make uh, a very, very good, satisfying living by, you know, not being in WWE. And that's what they don't want you to think. But if they're going to come out with stuff like this, like I would love to get a wrestling t-shirt, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't like 90% of them. (laughs) Like the, 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 the wrestling shirts, I just, they don't look good, man. And this is just, I mean, God damn. Yeah. They said, they said that it was supposed to be similar to a Rolling Stones logo, but all the Rolling Stones logos have like a fucking tongue hanging out the lips. Yeah, like that's like, not, that's not a acceptable no, rationale. No. For this at no, all. Like. My Yo, mom I, didn't like me wearing a Rolling Stones t-shirt into school because she thought it was, like, kind of inappropriate for a teenage girl. Because, like, 
It's a mouth with the tongue out, and I'm no, no. And that's and, a that's a dumb comparison. And look, I I truly don't believe that this was an intentional shot across anyone's bow by WWE. Because why the fuck would you do that? No. Uh, what? No. No. Why would you do it? What's up, my nigga? Oh, I, 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 I get, I get, I get that. But I'm pretty sure that in Vince McMahon in 2019 even would understand that that's not acceptable. That's not an acceptable thing to do. This is just, I I think this is a case of extreme. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is a case of extreme ignorance on their part and, and not running, not, not getting full approval from, from Jordan miles on this design. Now, I, I think that his reaction went from justified to a little extreme, when he just started ad hominem calling Jay Lethal and Uncle Tom for some reason, because, because of his past in Ring of Honor, uh, that seems that seems a little unacceptable. Yeah, that's that's something like, like look, black people call each other niggers all the time, but if, <laughs> if if a black person calls them another black person an Uncle Tom, like they mean that shit, like they <laughs> they fucking hate that person. So uh, you know, just just leave them over there <laughs> and just focus on you know. Focus on was away, right? <laughs> so yeah, John John posted uh, posted the picture of this in the uh, in the comments. Um, <laughs> look, I don't want to laugh at this, but I did the the meme of Hulk Hogan down there <laughs> with this image on his computer <laughs> saying, "I just don't understand why they don't like my new T shirt design, brother." <laughs> yeah, it's he true. called out he called out Hulk Hogan too and WWE and and well look you know, I mean look that's that's look that's deserved like if WWE is going to bring him back they have to understand that that's going to be that's going to be a focal point especially for a lot of their black performers it just is yeah, I don't I don't funny. I don't care what apologies Hulk Hogan gave <clears throat> WWE locker room and I don't care that you know like Mark Henry said that they're cool now or whatever that doesn't fucking matter like you're going to get shit based right. on him being there it just it is the way it is right just like you're going to get shit for fucking. Uh, every year you go to Saudi Arabia to uh, every, every, collect on twi- that blood Twice money. a year. Twice a year you go to Saudi Arabia. Oh, that's right. Twice yeah. a year. Damn. You know, reportedly Tyson Fury is making $15 million from this match. <laughs> Yo, come on. <laughs> that's why all these people, that's why all these non-wrestling like athletes want to jump into this thing now. Because right. they're like, they're Yo, money, this is a big money thing. thrown at them. Right. All I do is go to fucking the Middle East two times a year. <laughs> and wrestle? This is easy. I mean, for fuck's sake, Shawn Michaels came out of fu- fucking retirement that he said he would never come out of to wrestle right. in Saudi Arabia for three million dollars. <laughs> like, I, I got a kid in college, man. I gotta. <laughs> I want to just take care of this for for twenty five minutes of work. <laughs> God, how much you want to bet? Ric Flair is like begging to fucking wrestle at this show that he's supposedly only going to be like a team captain on. Well, he needs it. <laughs> he, 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 that money. <laughs> no, but like like I said, just uh, with anything in life, just have have some fucking common sense. And and if you don't, and and again, if if they had run this by him, tr- like I truly think, if they had run this by him fully before releasing it, he'd have been like, no, this is unacceptable, and here's why. Yeah. So, but so then that so that leads me to believe that it wasn't quite as a two way street as they uh as they tried to make it sound. It just sounded like a lot of deflection. So, bad move, bad form all around, and they need to they need to come out and own that shit, and and apologize yeah. for that. So, that is it for the uh, for the post office and for the show this week. If you want to get in on the Dense Pixels post office, make sure you're part of our fan group, densepixels.com. 
slash fans. Of course, make sure you follow us on social media. Subscribe to us uh, no matter what podcast app you use. Subscribe to the show on YouTube. Of course, don't forget again, Carrie's extra live stream coming up this weekend. You can go to densepixels.com slash fans to get more information on that as well. Follow yep. her on Twitch at Suppets Carrie. Follow Terrence on Twitch at Apparition410. So that is it for us this week. Thank you guys very much for watching, and we will see you all the next time. Thanks. See ya.